When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's finally here, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield. I'm sorry, I'm a little bit more excited than things other than the show today. Because today is Thursday, August 5th, 2021. This is a date we've been waiting for for a long time time as Steeler fans. It is the first time the Pittsburgh Steelers will be back on the field to begin the 2021 NFL season. Granted, it's beginning the preseason, but still, it's the Steelers on the field. It's fantastic. We've been counting it down, and now it's here. The Steelers take the field tonight against somebody. Honestly, no, I know it's the Cowboys. I know. But really, does it really matter who the Steelers are playing? Honestly, it doesn't really matter who the Steelers are playing because in the preseason, it's not about the other team and making sure you're better than and beating the other team. This is about seeing what your team can do. You, this, I, winning the game is not the primary objective. And I know that you're like, wait, don't you always want to win? Yeah, but no, winning the game is something you'd like to do. It's not the primary objective here. The Pittsburgh Steelers need to make sure that they are getting accurate information about their own players, being able to evaluate their own players, see who they got, see what they can do, what they can't do, things of that sort. It's more important to know what a player can do than it would be to win the game, in all honesty. Because if not, then you would have Ben Roethlisberger out there the whole time trying to win. 
because it doesn't matter. You want to you want to win the game within that context, but that is ultimately more. You want to get your players out there on the field, seeing what they can do. There's no reason to take one of your starting wide receivers and throw him in there on the last drive of the game if he hasn't been dressed since halftime in order to just try to you know make a game winning catch. Now it's you got to do it with the players you got, and you got to evaluate who they got. But I'm I'm excited. I if you can't tell, I am. So excited to finally see the Steelers on the field. Now, before we get into that, we're going to talk about some more stuff with the Hall of Fame game um, in the second half of the show. First, I'm going to do what I've been doing, breaking down numbers. What I always do. I'm always breaking down numbers. I'm breaking down the numbers for a specific question from a very special. It's a very special question from a very special person that wanted me to figure out something. So that's what we're going to do. And then we're going to talk about some various things with the Hall of Fame game in the second half, kind of getting back into what Stat Geek is throughout the season and looking for things that you want to look for in the game. I also have some other numbers that are fun to just throw out there. So let's not beat around the bush too much. I could give you the whole lineup to make sure that you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Got all kinds of information there before the game, after the game, during the game, everything you need to know right there. Plus, we have our whole lineup of podcasts, adding new podcasts throughout this preseason. You've just got to make sure you subscribe and check it out there. I did that as fast as I could because I want to dive into this information because what we're talking about today is run defense. This was something I was specifically asked in person to look up this information. This is coming straight from one behind the steel curtain, senior editor, and your host of Ride or Die. I almost said the live mic. Oh, you would have loved that one. Uh, and your host of your, your, your Ride or Die on Mondays, Wednesday, Fridays. This is one Jeff Hartman. When I was at his house, he asked me, this is something I would like you to, to look up before you finish up looking up stuff for StatGeek as you start to get into analyzing what the numbers of what's going on. He wants to know, he's like, the Steelers, you know, they've got a pretty good run defense, but it doesn't seem like that you just have like every single game that they just come out and shut down their opponent. Like I felt that there has been in the past. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to start looking at the numbers. Now, I might have done something with Jeff that it might have cut him off a little bit with it because I, it took me a while to you know bring everything up. I went back from through the Kevin Colbert era. I went all the way back to 2000. If I didn't go back before that, now there's something else I will talk about that did go back into everything since the merger. But when I broke down everything year by year, game by game, I went back to 2000 because that's already 21 years of stuff. That was a lot to look at. A lot to look at, a lot to look up, and everything else. Here's what I decided I was going to do. And it's very ironic that I looked at these two things when you see how it pans out, especially with the one item. I'm telling you, it's not like I looked up these numbers and said, oh, which ones can I kind of pull out and see if it can make a good point? Nope. I decided ahead of time, these were the numbers I was going to look at. If it tells me something, great. If it doesn't tell me something, that's okay too, because sometimes realizing that things aren't related, still gives you a conclusion. So in this case, there, there's something pretty interesting going on there. So I came up with this before I figured out what was going on. But what I was looking at was I set the mark at 100 yards. Um, I feel like a defense, if they keep 
the their opponents to under 100 yards rushing combined, not just one player combined, then that is a pretty successful day in stopping the run game. Now, of course, there's some other factors in there. You could look at it that's saying, well, what if the team didn't really run much? What if they only ran 10 times and ran for 90 yards? That's nine yards a carry. Yeah, that would be bad. But if the team was really running that well, would they only be running it 10 times a game? Think about that. If the if the other team just decided they can't run against you, and then therefore they get a few plays out there where they pop them out, what are you going to do? How, you know, really, really, what, what are you going to do about that? So... Bottom line is, Jeff was was saying some things. Oh, I didn't say what the other thing was. <laughs> Sorry. The other thing that we're going to be looking at is how it's going to be. I didn't, I, boy, I didn't really specify it at all. I'm going to look at that 100-yard mark. I'm going to look at how many times in a season the Steelers gave up more than 100 yards rushing in a game. Okay? So that's the first thing. How many times throughout the season? Then I'm also going to look at, which game did they give up the the most yards and how many yards was that to kind of get a better feel of how the Steelers run defense was, was year after year since 2000. So now I'll get to, to the one thing Jeff was telling me. Jeff was saying to me that some people, you know, they want to look back at like, Oh, week five last year against the Philadelphia Eagles. And they'll say, Oh, the Steelers, they really did well against the run. That day, well, you know how many how many rushing yards they gave up? They gave up ninety four. So they were still under the hundred, but they're like, but they completely shut them down. Well, what's the one thing that we remember more than anything? That seventy four yard rush in the first quarter to, to to finish up the first quarter, where Miles Sanders busted that out. And you're like, wow, if you take that away, they only rush for twenty yards the rest of the time. Jeff's point was, you can't take that away. You can't take that away because a great rush defense won't give up that kind of run. But in the way we look at it, a great rush defense could give up that one run, but because they were so dominant the rest of the game, then that one didn't matter. Now, I was able, you know you know me, trying to pull up anything that I can. I thought of an example that I brought in brought into it. And that was when the Steelers, the first time they faced, excuse me, the Cincinnati Bengals, they gave up on the ground. Cincinnati rushed for 139 yards. Okay. Well, that's, that's great. And that's grand. And that's wonderful. And you're like, that's, I mean, for them, not for the Steelers, because no way they should have given up that, that much yardage. Well, out of those 139 yards, exactly 39 of them were was on a fake punt. That wasn't even the defense on the field. So still that would have been 100, but something like that, Jeff's like, okay, I'll give you that one. But honestly, when I did this, I didn't even take these things out of it because I just looked at the pure run total for that game. So let's dive into it here and see real quick what kind of trends we got. I, I'm looking back, and here's what's great. The Pittsburgh Steelers, since 2000, have not given up 100 yards or more rushing in double-digit games. These are regular season games, just so you know. Because if it wasn't regular season, then last year would have been a thing. Um, they have not given up double-digit games 
You know, in other words, not, not never even got to 10. It's always been nine or less games. Okay. Now there were a few times where the Steelers gave up where they had nine games where they gave up a hundred yards or more. And unfortunately, 2020 was one of them. Okay. That they, that they gave up. Now I've got to, I, I need to go back and double check this real quick because the problem was I'm, I'm hoping that I didn't mess this up and count the number of times that they didn't. If I did it, it would have been in 2020 simply because that's where I started. I started in, in 2020. Um, but I'm, I'm fairly certain that that was not the case because right there, the last four games of the season, the Steelers gave up, up over hundred yards. There's four. They gave up more than hundred yards against Baltimore. The second time they faced them, that's five. They gave up more than hundred yards against the I've already mentioned Cincinnati, Dallas, the first time they played Baltimore. So that was eight. And then they also did against Denver, which was nine. So yeah, they gave up nine times, nine times. They gave up a hundred yards or more rushing in 2020. And we wanted to talk about that defense being a, a, a good run defense. And the, the game that they gave up the most was the first time they played the Ravens. It was 265 yards. They gave up in one game. So in these two categories, Looking back, this was the worst rush defense that the Steelers have had in 21 years. They had not given up more than nine yards. They didn't, they did give up nine, nine yards, nine games of giving up 100 yards. They did do that one other time over the last, or since 2000. And that was in 2013. But they didn't give up over 200 yards in any game. They, they actually had two games. They gave up 197. Um, but the Steelers gave up you know, 265 yards against, against the Ravens in that game. So if you look at just those stats and just these categories, 2020 was what would be the, the worst ranked year out of all of them, which, which is crazy. But there's also a number of years where the Steelers gave up eight or half the games in the season. They gave up a hundred yards rushing uh, just to list them out 2019. Then there was a big gap all the way to that 2013 year. They gave up nine and then not again until 2006, then in 2003 and in 2000. Those are the years in which the Steelers gave up um, eight games of 100-yard rushing in the regular season. Now, when you the other thing that's interesting is when you look at, oh, what about where they gave up 200 yards rushing in a game? They did it in 2020, that 265. That's the biggest number on the list, as I already said. Uh, 2019, they gave up 223. In 2017, they gave up Here's what's crazy. Let me say 2017 and 2016 because they have the exact same numbers. It's crazy. Um, they both gave up six games of 100 yards or more. And in both years, the, the most yards they gave up in a game was 231. And then they also had another game over 200. It was 222. Exact same numbers for both years. Absolutely crazy. Of that six games, 231 yards and 221 yards were the most yards they gave up rushing in a season. Okay, but then there was a long gap. You have to go all the way back to 2007 until the Steelers had a game that they gave up over 200 yards when they gave up 224. Okay, like I said, in that 2013 season, they gave up 197 two times, but they kept them under 200. And then the only other one on this list, what was over 200, was the year 2000. It was 200, 240, and they also gave up another one that was 209. So you're like, wow, okay, that's crazy. We're looking at the bad stuff. Let's look at the good stuff, okay? There's a couple years that really stand out here, okay? Um, let's go with the year where, how about where the Steelers only gave up two 100-yard rushing games all season? Do you think you know what year that was? 
That would be 2010. This is by far the number one year because not only did they only give up two, those two games were 106 yards and 103 yards. The most rushing yards they gave up in a season in 2010 was two, sorry, was 106. This is regular season, just to make sure we had that clear. So that's crazy. And we we know that the, you know, the Steelers played in the final game of the season, if you know what I mean, in 2010. Unfortunately, they were not victorious. Um, another season that stands out, how about 2001, where they only had three games where they gave up 100 yards on the season. Uh, and the, and the, the maximum one for that year was 165. Okay, if you want to look at some other years, 2007, they gave up four. They only gave up four, but that was one of those ones that was over 200 in there. Um, other than that, there's a bunch of years that were that were five. Those years were 2018, 2012, uh, 2008, 2005, and 2004. So those were the game, the years where they only gave up five 100 yard rushing. Okay. Well, I thought you said there was a pretty neat conclusion with this, Dave. Yeah. Let's look at the at the three years where they gave where the had the lowest number of yards in the game. They gave up the most number of rushing yards. Okay. I might need to clarify that again. So we understand. Okay. We're looking at the game where they gave up the most rushing yards, which seasons was that the lowest number? In other words, they, they didn't give up more than this number of yards in any game. Well, I already mentioned the best one of 2010, which was 106. There was only two other years where the Steelers had games where they kept their opponent under 140 yards on their worst day of giving up rushing yards. Those two seasons were, okay, let's see what this is, 2008, where it was 122 yards, and 2005, when it was 127 yards. There it is. There it is. That when the Steelers' rush defense is where they didn't give up any more than 127 yards in any game, during the season, they went to the Super Bowl since 2000. Just thought I'd put that out there. Now, does does that really mean all that much? Because guess what? The Pittsburgh Steelers could have a season where they were only giving up 40 yards a game, rushing, you know, 40, 50, get them in there. Oh, someone might bust out an 80-yard one on there. Wow, they're, they're doing great. They could then have one game where they gave up over 100 yards, you know, whether they won or whether they lost wouldn't matter because you don't expect them to win every game. You hope they do. But then all of a sudden on that one game, they give up 150 yards. So does that mean they can't go to the Super Bowl because of everything else? No, no, no. It's just ironic that this is how it works out. So to finish up this one last thing, because I'm going to go back a little bit further. One other thing I did check out to, to see if I could help out Jeff was going back to 1970, to the NFL merger. Have the Steelers, what's their longest streak been of number of regular season games without giving up 100 yards? And that longest streak was 11 games. Now, it was spread out over two seasons between 1996 and 1997. The Steelers won 11 games without giving up a 100-yard rusher from, it was uh, December 8th of 96 through October 26th of 97. That's pretty cool. But what's crazy is the next one on the list. The next one on the list came all in the same season, and it was 2001. Because 2001, you know, I said that 2010, they only gave up two 100-yard rushing games in there. But in 2001, they only gave up three 
but they they gave them they gave it up early in the season and one like right at the end of the season I think that created a great streak where they had 10 straight games in one season where they did not give up um 100 yard rushing and as I already mentioned that 2000 that 2010 it came in at third with it during that season they had they had eight games to start that season that they didn't give up 100 yards, but they also didn't give up 100 yards the final game of the season before. So that's the infamous. Um, it started with the last the last game of 2009, which actually occurred in the year 2010, um, and then it went on for eight more games um, to, to start off the 2010 season. All right. So with that, that just kind of tells you what kind of stuff's going on. So. If you look at it, you know, last year it was nine games over 100 yards. They gave up 265. In 2019, they had eight games over 100 yards and gave up 223 in a game. So that just kind of goes to show that when you look at that part of it, it I get what Jeff is saying, that granted they do great over the season, but it's not like you feel like every week game in and game out there, no one's going to be able to run on them. And that was kind of the question he was getting at. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to take, take a quick break, check out some um, Jerry Cherry Band, and then we'll be back to talk a little bit more about the Hall Stick around. Welcome back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. It's still game day. We've got the Hall of Fame game coming tonight. I can't wait. I'm still Dave Schofield, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Make sure you're checking us out on the website. We've got lots of good stuff. I'm actually going to go over an article that I wrote that published on Wednesday. Wednesday afternoon, I think it was right afternoon. I think it was about 1230 that this ran. Um, you can find it at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And what the, the title of this article was, was it was five reasons for Steelers fans to be excited for the Hall of Fame game. And me being the person that I am, I decided I was going to do this in number form. Now, if you follow BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and come to the website, um, and if you look at my articles, I generally do some by-the-numbers articles. Um Sometimes I'll, I, I'll, I used to at least do one leading up to a game, but the, the morning after a game, I break down some of the numbers that stand out from the game more than anything, and it's just kind of what I do. So I kind of did this article in the same kind of form where I'm like, these are five reasons, but I'm going to just going to give you five numbers, and I'm going to explain to them, okay? So here's number the first number that i used and it's, and ironically somebody pointed out that that uh, these numbers all added up to exactly 300 so i thought that was funny um thank you i think that was hearts and smarts on the website that uh, that made sure he pointed that out that's one of our moderators um that does a great job 208 was the first number one of the reasons to be excited about this game 208 because it was it, it will have been it's 208 days from the last time the steelers were on the field we don't want to talk about that last time they were on the field in the wild card game, but it's been 208 days since the Pittsburgh Steelers have been on the field against another team. That's a long time. That's a great reason to be excited about being out there, getting new data, and seeing how things are going to go for the 2021 season. That was my first number. My next number was 48, and that is 
every regular season game, teams have 48 players dressed. Well, assuming that you dress eight linemen, okay? Because you have to dress an eighth lineman or else you can't have 48. So even off the 53-man roster, 48 players that are that dress for a game. It's not that none of these 48 players are going to be playing in the Hall of Fame game. So you're going to have players that are going to be an integral part of the Steelers' success and failures in 2021 that are going to see action in this game. Just because it's not the top five or six players doesn't mean that the other ones aren't w- worth watching. Then another number that I had was 18. 18 players on the Steelers offseason roster are listed as rookies. This is their first chance of the NFL. This is their first professional action that they're going to be getting. And Coach Tomlin talked about, you know, the rookies, he wants all of them playing in every game. That's the plan. Um, Unless something else, another circumstances hold them out. So you've got 18 players that have never played professional football before from first round draft pick Najee Harris, all the way down to the undrafted free agents. You have all these players that this is their first time to see them. I'm kind of excited to see what they're going to do out there. That's a good reason to to tune into the game. Then I have the number of 25 and that number of 25 is because the most number of chances you can see the Pittsburgh Steelers play in the 2021 season is 25. They're playing four preseason games, 17 regular season games this season. That brings you up to 21. Then the most possible number of postseason games they could play in is four. So 25 is the max. That's not a lot of time to see the Steelers. That's that's not a lot of games to be able to watch. Why would you want to skip one of those 25? You know, you're only guaranteed 21 of them. So to, to you know, the other four would just be bonus. So even if it was only 21, do you really want to skip one of those, even if some of the big game players aren't playing? And then the last thing that I, I did was the number one. If you were adding these up as you went, you're like, okay, you're 299. What are you going to do with one? The number one is that this is the one shot a lot of players are going to have at the NFL. This is their opportunity. This is their time. That this might be the end of the road for them. All right. They might get another week. They might not. But this is their one shot to, to make a play, to make a splash. This is your chance to see a player that no one might have ever known about. And that this is their very first game. And you're like, I watched them from the very beginning. I saw their first preseason game when they caused that fumble, when they had that interception, when they threw that great block, when they pulled down that catch, something like that, that you'd be in it from the very beginning. That's what I, some numbers that I laid out on the website going into this game. Now, that's all great. But what I normally do is I I try to lay some numbers out of what the Steelers can do in order to have some success. That's generally what I like to do with, uh, with my stat geek podcast during the season. So I'm going to try to give you a few numbers that perhaps you might want to be looking for going, going into this game. If you're um, going to be able to, to catch it. And please, I would say, if not, hopefully you can at least catch a replay if you have something else going on. I know a lot of people on vacation, things like that. But uh, if not, you're you're at least going to be tuning into BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, both the website and the podcast to get the breakdown of things. But here's some numbers to look at, okay? The number of pre-snap penalties, okay, on both sides of the ball. 
You want that number to be as low as possible if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. You don't want a lot of false starts or illegal formations or things like that your first preseason game. Now, should we expect them? Yeah, because they haven't had that much time. I mean, it's only been just over a week since they had padded practices. But this is just one of those things that if you can start keeping them down now, that's also going to be helpful rolling into the season. And on defense, it's the same kind of thing. You don't want to get stuck with too many players on the field. You don't want to have, um, you know, the the encroachment penalties where you where you jump off or something like that. These are the types of penalties that you want to see kept to a minimum. Ultimately, you'd like to see zero. I think that's an unreal expectation. I would like to say if they could keep those down to three, that would be a really great job for, the, for a first preseason game. So that's something you want to look for. Okay. The next number you want to look at is I, I kind of brought this up on the Scobro show a little bit. I'd say that you want to look for takeaways but you also kind of want to break takeaways down into multiple categories. And that is if, if the defense is out there taking the ball away, that's great. And you have to take, you know, it's one thing to, to go out there and force a fumble that's rolling around on the ground and the other team is able to jump on it. You know, that's, you want to be able to take the most of these opportunities and make sure you get that ball. But at the same time, I'm more worried about forced fumbles than I am about fumble recoveries. And what I mean by that is I don't want to see the Steelers simply taking advantage of the other team's miscues as much as I want to see them creating the miscues themselves. I want to see them stripping the ball. I want to see them knocking down the passes. I want to see them, you know, jumping in front of a receiver that nobody saw coming for the interception or getting your hand in there to pop the ball up in the air and somebody else snags it out of the air more than just having, as I, as I said on Tuesday night, actually it was Sunday night. I forgot our, our whole schedule was, was shifted around. Um, that I don't want to see, you know, one Steelers defender, no receivers around them and the ball just, going right to the defender. Now, if that happens because there was pressure on the quarterback and he made him made him um, throw the ball, that's completely different. So, um, and if you can hear my dog barking right now, I already apologize. So, another thing is I'm more interested in, on defense, pressures. I'd like to see sacks, but more than anything, you want to see pressure because when it comes to sacks, sometimes that just takes a little bit to make sure you're getting the whole way home. But if you're, I would rather the Steelers have double digit pressures and only one sack than for the Steelers to have four sacks, but no more pressures. I want to see that, that getting pressure is something that they are constantly doing play in and play out versus just getting that one splash play where they finally get there and the rest of the time the quarterback has all day to throw. Um, I, I think you might understand what I'm saying. And another thing for defense, I will say, is really what we talked about in the first half, that run defense. Can you can you shut down the run and make the other team have to throw the ball? Um, you know, Keep them under that 100 yards rushing. That would be fantastic. When it comes to offense, one of the things you want to look at is that <laughs> a number I don't want to see is, is three and out. <laughs> I, I was going to try to come up with something else for out, but you don't want to see three and outs. You don't want to see not moving the chain. So what you want to see out of this game from the offense, a good number you want to see is the number of first downs. You want first downs, 
you know, in the, in the 12 to 16 range for the game for sure, or even higher would be better. But what I'm saying is if you're only getting a few first downs, I mean, I would much rather see the Steelers sustain drives than I would see them have to break one big play, you know, four drives where they're, where they're three and out. And then on the fifth drive, one big play touchdown, and that's it. I would rather see them sustain drives and show more quality offense rather than have to just rely on one big splash play is the only thing that you can do. So that's another number I would look for is first downs. So, and of course, as we know, we're going to look for the rushing yards for the Steelers as well. That's a point of emphasis. They've had all offseason, and we want to see, can this team run the ball? Um don't know how much we'll see of Najee Harris, if we'll see him at all. He's supposed to play. Then he got a little dinged up in practice on Tuesday, but he did return. So um, it was uh, Pat Frerbooth who did not return. So we'll see if we'll be able to see him on Thursday night or not. But I'm so excited. Next week, we're going to get to come together and talk about some of the numbers from the game. And then we'll get to go ahead and be looking forward to it'll be another game day. Next time I'm here, it'll be another game day of the actual week one of the preseason um, where the Steelers will be in Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. So thank you so much for checking this out today. I hope you're as excited as I am. I hope you can hear and feel that excitement. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the breakdown of run defense over the last 21 seasons and enjoy that game tonight. Enjoy it. Check out some of these players. There will be an article at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which will list out the entire roster by number. So if you see a player and you're not sure who that is, that'll be a great reference for you if you need that. So thanks for listening. And as I always say, thanks for geeking out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.